0: If you think about it, you're essentially sliding your business card under the nose of someone at literally the instant that they have searched for whatever it is that you provide. So it's an amazing advertising opportunity because you don't have to convince them to come in and get root canal treatment. You know that they want that. They've literally just typed it into Google. They're deciding who they're going to get to, to fiddle around in their mouth.
1: Ads like dentists, whether you love them or hate them. The fact is when things are done right, it just works. And if you've not yet figured out how to get paid traffic or video ads working for your business, then this is the podcast episode for you. Let's do this. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos, now let's get on with the show. All right, G'day, my friends, and welcome back to episode 164 of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. If you haven't met me before. I'm Ben Amos, your host from Engage Video Marketing, and I'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through effective online video strategy. And in this episode, we're going away from organic video strategy and into the world of paid traffic. It's something that I know many of the Engage Video Marketing community have had some experience with some negative, some positive, some confusion, and some people having a lot of success as well. But I know that you, like me, are interested always in learning more and improving our paid traffic strategies and approaches. So in this episode, I'm excited to bring you Alana Wechler, the founder of Green Arrow Digital and the creator of the educational platform Teach Traffic at teachtraffic.com. Now, Alana is a paid traffic expert. She started her career as a data analyst and transitioned to becoming a full-fledged pay-per-click expert. She's worked at many of the global financial institutions, but she switched when she finally gave in to her passion for pay-per-click IT and entrepreneurship and started her own journey. She is truly passionate about working closely with her clients and helping them achieve their business goals by helping them grow their business online, which is what many of us want to do. So in this episode, we're going to go deep into paid traffic, particularly video ads, but we're going to talk about a number of different types of ad units. And we're also going to focus on both Google ads, YouTube ads, and touch on Facebook and Instagram ads as well. Specifically, we're going to explore how to decide which ads platform to use, whether you should be running ads on YouTube or whether you should be running ads on Facebook and what the differences to those two ad platforms really are when you're thinking strategically. We're going to break down what a good video ad structure should actually be. So how should you be making your video ads? What type of content can you use or repurpose as video ads? And what level of production is required for an effective video ad to be produced? Or does that even matter? So I know that you're going to get a lot of value out of today's episode. So let's just get into it. Here is my interview with Alana Weschler from teachtraffic.com. Alana, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, Ben. It's uh, awesome to be here.
1: Thanks for joining me on the show. So we met briefly over in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World um, before all of this craziness happened in the world. Um, But why I wanted to get you on the show is particularly your expertise around paid traffic, pay-per-click, all that sort of stuff. Because to be honest, it's something that I know my audience gets a little bit overwhelmed by and sometimes just don't take the action that they need to take because they're unsure about the right action that's going to get the results for them. So that's what I want to dive in today. But for people that haven't heard about Alana Wechsler before and for teachtraffic.com, your your website, can you fill us in on your backstory? What do you do?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, God, how long have you got? I'll (laughs) I'll give you the very compressed version. Um, But basically, seven, eight years ago, I kind of discovered pay-per-click advertising and I kind of might sound a bit weird I kind of fell in love with it it just really spoke to me I found it completely fascinating and um, so I decided to start a Google ad agency which I'd like to say was a really strategic move uh, but it really wasn't it was just that's all I wanted to do was to run Google ads for businesses so I didn't do SEO I didn't do web design like that was literally all I did and then um, I mean this is going back Facebook ads did exist, but they were really, really small. And then, you know, a few years into running Google ads for businesses, they started to ask for running Facebook ads. so I added that sort of to my wheelhouse and I just became like a paid traffic agency. But um, truthfully, a lot of other agencies would use my services because I wasn't really a competitor to them because, as I said, I literally only did paid traffic. So I did a lot. I've probably tested every industry under the sun. I've tested every sales funnel, you know, across the breadth of experience that I've I've had. And then, um, yeah, about 18 months ago, I launched teachtraffic.com, which is uh, an online community teaching people how to do paid ads so they don't need an agency. Because what I found was actually many businesses – could really kind of run it themselves without really needing an agency. They didn't have enough spend to justify an agency and, yeah, just got to learn a few simple tips and tricks and they could be well on their way.
1: Awesome. So what would you say to to that business owner, that marketer out there who who is uncertain about paid ads? Maybe they're not using much paid traffic, if any, at all right now, um, but they've probably – I'm assuming they've dabbled in it. I'm assuming they've, you know, opened up Ads Manager in Facebook, maybe boosted some posts here and there and and that sort of stuff, but they haven't really been strategic about what they're doing. What would you say to those people about the potentially missed opportunity for their business?
0: Look, obviously I'm going to be a bit biased because I've just uh, participated in the paid traffic space, but, you know, there is just so much um, value and growth that you can experience in your business by engaging in those platforms, choosing which platform to start with can be quite overwhelming. So I'd recommend people to really step back and think about who specifically is their target customer? Who are they trying to serve and what moment are they trying to get them in? You know, so if they have a product or service, which somebody know exists, for example, let's take a dentist, right? Um, you know, someone goes to Google for that. They don't go to Facebook to find a new dentist or to, you know, get root canal treatment, right? Yeah. They, they go to Google for that. That's the moment that they're in. So start small and think about sort of where I like to start just with the low-hanging fruit. So Google search is often a really good starting point because if you think about it, you're essentially sliding your business card under the nose of someone at literally the instant that they have searched for whatever it is that you provide. So it's an amazing advertising opportunity because you don't have to convince them to come in and get root canal treatment. You know that they want that. They've literally just typed it into Google. They're deciding who they're going to get to, to fiddle around in their mouth or, or whatever it is, you know. And yes, you're probably thinking like, if someone's somewhat experienced in that, it's really expensive. And it is typically more expensive than, let's say, Facebook ads. But the sheer intent-based nature of it means that it converts at a much higher rate and, therefore, often, not always, and you've got to set it up right and kind of not fall for some of the traps that there are in there. But most of the time it's more than a no-brainer to run. you just got to be really strategic in, in how and what you do.
1: Yeah, okay, so let's break down the difference the way you see it between advertising on Facebook, Instagram, you know, run by the same ads manager versus advertising using the the Google network. So you talked about intent-based, you know, actions that you're trying to target for. Um, What's the key big differences between these two platforms in the way that you would or, or the reasons you would decide to advertise on one or the other?
0: Well, so the Google platform is is vast. Most people kind of don't realize just how vast it is. Everyone thinks it's just kind of Google search, but there's not. So there's basically four main areas to Google ads. Just try and think of it as like four separate buckets. So you've got Google search, which is, you know, google.com, just like the example I use. So that's sort of one bucket. Then you've got a completely separate bucket, which is uh, Google shopping, right? Which is, you know, if I typed into Google you know Nike GL, you know, 45 shoes, that would be the images that show up with the price attached to it. So they're, mm-hmm. they're sort of Google shopping. They're just for products, for e-commerce. Um, so that's a, its own separate bucket. A third bucket would be the Google Display Network, which are banners on other people's websites. So for your Australian listeners, think Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, the US listeners, you know, New York Times, LA Times, so literally over 2 million websites. Uh, and so, you know, somebody's reading an article on those various websites and the banner is sort of either in line with the article. So somewhat similar style of marketing to Facebook ads where it's interrupting someone and what they're doing. Uh, And then the fourth bucket would be YouTube. So the video ads that show up before the video you're about to watch. Now when you advertise on Google, you don't have to, and I definitely don't recommend you do all those four buckets. Uh, You just start really small and then you can slowly build and grow from there. So Google search obviously has completely different conversion rates. Uh, so be it of the people that click on your ad, the people who actually do end up becoming a customer to, you know, the display network, cause it's similar to Facebook, you're interrupting someone. So they're different experiences, there's different intent level and therefore your ads are going to be different and your offers are going to be different for the different placements that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then if we move away from the Google network into Facebook and Instagram, for example, like what's the key differences there uh, between these platforms?
0: Okay. So once again, you know, it's similar to the display network where you're interrupting someone, you know, people go to social media for entertainment and to sort of get a break from their life or maybe they're waiting for the bus or, or whatever. So you're interrupting them. But the targeting is, is pretty incredible on those social media platforms. So you can really get in front of exactly your target customer. But probably the biggest difference I find and why I think social ads have been so successful is the engagement level you can get on it. The fact that someone can comment on your ad, they can share your ad, they can like it, adds a viral aspect to it, which Google just does not have. So, I mean, the fact that someone will share an ad and, and it still amazes me actually in this day and age that people do still share ads. Your job as the advertiser is to create an ad that's share worthy. That's so good that people go, yeah, I'm going to hit that share button because that was awesome. And Hey, you know, you know, Ben, check out this product, you would love this, I think you should get it. Or, you know, the fact that you can tag people and comment. So that's probably the biggest difference. And so, yeah.
1: Cool. Love it. Yeah. That's broken it down really nicely. Just before we kind of move on to, I want to talk about video ads specifically in a moment, but are there any other key ad platforms that you're really focusing on as well at the moment, like LinkedIn, Twitter advertising, anything else that you think is worth bringing into the conversation here?
0: Um, linked in, I personally have not, I do know enough about it to be, to be dangerous. As as (laughs) I like to say, it's very, very expensive. It's kind of, um, it doesn't suit every type of business. I've, I've heard people say that you need to have a high customer, uh, worth value for your business for it to justify. So it's kind of like Facebook ad style marketing so be it you know interrupting people on their newsfeed with really expensive cost per clicks but insane targeting okay so um yeah
1: all right cool well let's focus on the ones that people are probably most familiar with around around google and and facebook and instagram so but let's talk about video ads so what what role do you think video ads play? Do you pre- prefer video ads over photos or, or just text-based things or where do you see video ads fitting at, at the moment?
0: I am a big, big fan of video ads. That's not to say that you, you only should do video ads at all, but i do believe they should be part of your wheelhouse and so any kind of social media ads that we do we will often split test a video ad with a static image ad so one of the benefits of doing video ads on facebook for example or even instagram is that you can create an audience of people who have watched certain portions of your video so say i've got a 3 minute video that i'm running as an ad I can create an audience of people who have watched, let's say 50% of that video. So Facebook will go, right, anyone who makes it to this point in the video, you are sort of carved off into your own audience and then I can retarget those people. Now, I don't know who they are specifically and personally their names and, and email addresses or anything like that. It's within the Facebook ad ecosystem. But the fact that I can segment people based on how much they have watched of my video is incredibly powerful from as i said so they don't even need to click on the ad actually they don't even need to have gone to your website so um so that's pretty powerful many people will watch video ads on silent and so therefore your video ads uh need to engage people taking into that fact the fact that they will watch it on silent so be it have captions uh, or subtitles so people can just read it because many people are, you know, maybe standing in the line at the bank or whatever and don't want to necessarily listen to a video but they're still watching it. Um, And, yeah, and they're just an incredibly powerful medium to, to top of funnel, bottom of funnel, wherever somebody is in the sales cycle.
1: Yeah, awesome. I just, we might get a little bit tactical here, but it's something that I'm, I'm interested to explore with you is when you are setting up those um, those custom audiences for video views, like you talked about, say 50% of that video being watched and serving a specific retargeting ad to that audience, is there a minimum audience size that you've found is effective to be able to kind of build out that multi-layered approach when it comes to retargeting?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, theoretically, you've got to have like a minimum of, I mean, Facebook say, uh, I think it's like a hundred, but really, realistically it's probably a thousand, but you factor in a time duration to that audience as well. You kind of got to be sending a lot of people through that video um, because yeah, that that time duration aspect to it. So you want to kind of, I wouldn't necessarily create an audience of people who've watched 95% of your video, because then you're going to be dealing with quite a small audience, unless you're spending a lot of money on traffic. Having said that, I wouldn't do the the opposite and create an audience of people who've watched three seconds of your video, which is the first preference that you can do, because that's going to include the people who've just kind of scrolled past it as well. So, it really depends obviously on the length of your video considering it's a percentage of watch time. So if you've got a 10 minute video, you know, somebody watches 50% of watched five minutes versus um, a two minute video, somebody watches 50% is only one minute. So they're very different propositions. So you just got to factor, factor that in as well. But having said that, you know, there are different people consume media in different types of ways. I mean, personally i don't watch a lot of videos because i'm very time poor and i don't have the time to watch videos i would much prefer to see an image ad and scan read it and flick through and pick up the points that i want and then right i've moved on which is why i think it's really important for advertisers to test both and to often run both uh forms
1: Yeah, yeah awesome Just talk to us about what this um, thing that people have probably seen if they've dabbled in video ads on Facebook's called a through play. What's a through play? Can you explain that for us?
0: Well, it's just how Facebook have defined somebody having completed the – a view or have watched it to completion, essentially. I don't actually, I could probably, look, I forget off the top of my head the number of seconds that it is or if it has to be 95%. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if there is any sort of terminology that you don't know in the ads manager, you just hover over the column heading and it will define it for you. But just bear in mind, Facebook are very quick to, uh, say something's been watched through, or I think it might even be three seconds, which in my definition does not count as a view, you know?
1: Yeah. That's how they count. Account count of view is three seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's not necessarily engagement, right? Is it?
0: Well, that's right. I mean, three seconds is not very long versus on YouTube a view is considered minimum 30 seconds.
1: Yeah.
0: It's vastly different.
1: Okay, so let's transition to to video advertising on YouTube then. Is that something that you've, you've gone far into or do you focus mostly on video ads on Facebook and Instagram?
0: No, I focus more on YouTube ads than video ads on social actually.
1: Okay, so let's talk about um, when you would choose to use a video ad on YouTube as opposed to videos on Facebook and Instagram. Like is there a specific... Type of campaign objective that you're trying to achieve when you would choose to use YouTube advertising as opposed to Facebook, Instagram?
0: Well, they're they're very different platforms. Yeah, and I th- I use the concept of like moments. Like so you got to think of the moment that somebody's in. So the moment that somebody's in on social is very very different to the and often the moment that somebody is in on YouTube. Google very proudly boasts that YouTube is the world's second largest search engine. So if you think about that for a second, there's a huge amount of intent on YouTube because people go there and search for things. So people go there to learn things, they go there to discover uh, or you know research new uh, products like physical products that they're going to buy. They go and look for reviews. Um, they go there to be inspired. They go there for lots of reasons. And so people are prepared to watch videos there and they're they're there to often, you know, they're in that mode of, of information consumption, essentially, as opposed to somebody on social who, really just looks to engage in some, probably some groups that they're part of and, and to chat to their friends, etc. They're not in video consumption mode of whatever you're trying to get in front of people. And so therefore your ads are going to be quite different. So I personally, for my own business, actually for teach traffic, do quite a few, quite a lot of YouTube ads for my business. So I teach people how to run, Google ads, right? That's, that's my business. So I am looking for people who want to learn how to run profitable Google ads and people go to YouTube for that. Like they, they literally do. They go to YouTube and they type in keywords such are searching for help with Google ads, which is exactly the information that I provide. So there's a perfect match there. And those people are, uh, there's, there's intent there obviously, and they're willing to roll up their sleeves and 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 learn how to do it. So I do keyword targeting on YouTube, and my video ad comes up before the video that they're about to watch, offering them like a guide on you know it's called like the Google Gotcha Guide basically because there's lots of little gotchas, um, helping people avoid making the classic mistakes with Google Ads. So it's a perfect message to match, you know, yeah. and it works incredibly well. And I've personally find for my business they're actually better subscribers like they are more engaged they're they're willing to learn and they want to learn and etc as opposed to the leads that i might get on social
1: so can you share some insights about the ideal structure of those kinds of ads on youtube because i'm assuming if they're like pre-roll they're the skippable um pre-roll yep. ads um true view is that the right term
0: Yeah, true view for action. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So that that opening five seconds is that's where you need to hook them, right? Can you talk to us about the structure and how you get people to stay past that five seconds and to actually take the action you want them to take based on how you put the ad together?
0: Sure. Now, bear in mind, you might you're probably going to have a different ad depending on what kind of targeting you're doing on YouTube. All right, Uh, but essentially for my type of campaign that I'm doing, so I'm doing keyword targeting. So targeting people who've typed in, you know, the type of person that I want, you know, Google ads help, Google ads training, that kind of stuff, which if we just kind of go for that avenue, um, as well as what's uh, what, uh, what I call placement targeting. So targeting specific videos that talk to exactly the content that I teach. Okay. So that's the moment that somebody's in. So my, if we go through the structure of, how YouTube ads work or the the in-stream ads, as you mentioned, the first five seconds is un-skippable. So you've you've got them for those first five seconds. After five seconds, they are able to skip your ad, in which case if they do, um, then you have not paid anything. So up until 30 seconds, if they skip your ad, it hasn't actually cost you anything. After 30 seconds, if they're still watching your ad, then that's considered a view and you you pay for that. Or if they click at any point in your ad, even before the 30 seconds mark, then you also pay. Okay? Yeah. So that's kind of the structure of it. So you, as you can imagine, the first five seconds is really, really important to hook people into whatever it is you want your your ad to be talking about. So for me, I personally like to call out my target audience. Number one is to obviously attract my target audience, but number two is to also disqualify anyone who's not my target audience as well. They serve two purposes. So I like to say, Hey, are you a business owner who is trying to get better results with Google ads? Right. If you're not that they're going to skip because it's not them. And you can easily insert that in that first five seconds. So it's got to be something. So you want people to go, yup, that's me. What have you you got kind of thing? And yeah, I kind of talk to their pain points you know, are you struggling to make Google ads profitable? The constant changes that's happening. uh, And you just, you know, it it could be working and you just can't work out how, I mean, this is the stuff like I talk to my customers all the time. I know people struggle with it and I know that's exactly what they're thinking so that's what you want initially to talk to in in your ad is what's keeping them up at night they're going to go oh you're articulating what I'm thinking then you sound like you might be able to help me I am also a fan of building in some kind of social proof rather than I'm just a joe blog so I say hey you know I'm Alana I've been running Google ad campaigns for seven, eight years. So there's sort of social proof. Um, you, know, you mentioned we we met at Social Media Marketing World. I speak at Social Media Marketing World. I show an image of me on stage. That's sort of built enough social proof. And then I kind of go into the problem and how I've got a solution for them. So, you know, I say that everyone, business owners fall for the same traps over and over again, resulting in so much wasted ad spend. You know, I've compiled a list of all these traps into a single, a simple guide. You can download for free today. And if, and it's with good targeting, that's a really good offer for people. It converts very well. Yeah. So and
1: you, yeah. I was just going to hone in on that first 30 seconds. Cause you mentioned that, they can't skip for the first five, but you also don't pay until they've watched 30 seconds. So, what sort of information is critical to get in that 30 seconds, in your opinion? That's basically free, you're free 30 seconds, I guess. Is that the way to think about it? it, it, or not?
0: it. I mean, what it, it is kind of like free for the first 30 seconds, but it's also not, you actually pay on a CPM basis, a cost per thousand impressions, yeah. essentially, you know, I mean, they don't charge you, but then they charge you w- w- when you do pay, you know, so it's really a CPM platform. So I personally am not really focused on trying to get them to skip the ad. If it's not for them, I'm really just talking to the pain points that, that they have in those 30 seconds and how I can help them and what I've got on offer for them. So I, the ideal length I find is probably one maximum two minute ad. I've tested long ads. I've tested short ads and definitely the shorter runs, which is the one to two minutes in my experience work best, but you can do, um, lots of different things. But yeah, I I find that length works really well. You want them to, you want ad relevance. That's what it's all about. You want them to feel like this ad has been served to them and is relevant to them, you know? And so have that in, in your mind um, when, when you are creating your ad. So who exactly you're going, going after, and you can go after those people often with keyword targeting and then creating an ad based on if someone's just gone to YouTube and typed in, you know, Google ads help, what would be relevant for them? You know? So I wouldn't, if someone types in Google ad help, I'm not going to show them an ad for Facebook ads, you know? So there's a real ad relevance there.
1: Yeah, cool. So what about production of these ads, production quality versus, you know, really, I've seen all sorts actually. I've seen like highly produced ads um, on YouTube and I've also seen some basically look like they're shot on a smartphone and, you know, shaky camera movement and that sort of stuff. So where do you see that balance lying?
0: It's funny, you know, like as well I've seen videos that are amazingly produced. I mean, would have cost a fortune, but they've spent millions on ads on it because it works incredibly well. And and there's a place in the world for those kinds of ads. If people have got that kind of budget, good on them, you know, they work well. Having said that you don't have to spend that kind of money to have success with YouTube ads. And you can definitely smart, start small with very, very low production quality because it's not like you're going to put that video on a TV commercial. It don't think it's like a TV commercial. It's different. It's people on you who go to YouTube, like, you know, you've got your vloggers, right? Who create very organic videos and very native. And, um, actually I've got my video ad that I've run, which is funnily enough, the first video that I created, which is me standing on my balcony also with a smartphone. It's not shaky, but it's very, I've got the sun sort of coming into my eyes. I'm kind of half squinting and I still to this day have not been able to beat that ad. I've yeah. tried many times. I've got one produced that much better. I've got a better backdrop. I've got written all these different scripts, but for whatever reason, it resonates with people. It's authentic. People can relate to it. Um, and it's not, they don't feel like they're, I guess they're being sold to. It's just, it's just me. Right. And Hey, I've got it. I think it's obviously, it's a good targeting and be a good, a good offer for people. And it, this the script is really good. I think the script is probably way more important than the production quality.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. So it, where, would you always basically create a video for an ad specifically, or is there a place for either repurposing or re-editing existing content, maybe it's content you're using organically or content that you're using on other platforms and using it as an ad on YouTube, or are you better off just going back to the drawing board and going, we're going to create content just for the purpose of running it as an ad? What are your thoughts on that?
0: On YouTube?
1: Yeah, on YouTube specifically.
0: Look, People think, oh, I've got a video on that's running and working on Facebook. I can just plonk that on YouTube and it will work. It doesn't necessarily mean that it will because if you imagine the video ad that you've got on Facebook, you've got text that you can have above it and you can have a lot of text and many people will read that text in conjunction with watching that video. So on YouTube, you, your video has to do the entire heavy lifting for whatever it is you're trying to, to capture people's attention. And for many people, the ad that they're running on social, that ad copy above the video does a lot of the heavy lifting. And so in my experience, it doesn't necessarily mean that it translates, you know. Um, you may get lucky, it depends, but um, it doesn't always equate. One, one thing I also like to have in my YouTube ad is, and I learned this from uh, Tom Breeze, so full credit to him, uh, is a countdown timer at the end um, of the YouTube ad because that gives people an opportunity to click because many people's ads finish and then it's gone and it's vanished and they can't actually get it back.
1: Oh, right, yeah.
0: Okay. So by adding a countdown timer, just five seconds, you know, they've watched it to the point anyway to the end you've paid for it. You may as well give them an opportunity to go, Oh yeah. Am I interested? Yeah. Okay. I'm interested in that. I'll click it. Oh, that's cool. it anyway. yeah.
1: I like that. Awesome. So we, we
0: have, we have that in all our video ads and uh, I recommend everyone does that as well.
1: That's cool. Um, I want to be conscious of your time here and just wrap up here, but can you leave us with the one or two biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to, to video ads and maybe what they should do instead? Can you sum it up and maybe the one that you see all the time that really frustrates you?
0: I really don't like videos that don't address, scratch the problem first and then provide the solution. They just go straight for the for the solution. Yeah. So you've got to kind of like, it's, it's a classic copywriting. You've got to tell people what the problem is. You've got to kind of introduce the problem and then you provide the solution versus just talking about the solution. It's like, well, no, I haven't realized what the problem is first. Um, or, or videos that just talk too much about who that person is versus who actually is it for? Cool. There's, yeah. There's Nuances with that, I guess.
1: Awesome. Love it. Okay. Good advice. There's been some gold nuggets of wisdom in, in this episode, just um, to wrap up here, Ilana, for people who are wanting to learn how to run Facebook ads and do it themselves and not use an agency, what do you do at Teach Traffic and what can we find there if we wanted to tap into your expertise?
0: Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah. So if you go to teachtraffic.com, it's an online community of uh, me, obviously with online training videos but also I help people one-on-one run profitable ad campaigns as, as you said without needing an agency also audit people's accounts so I'll screen record like I'll hook up accounts I go through your ad account and have a look at kind of what you're doing well what you're doing badly so you can get like a second set of eyes and people people get a lot of value out of that
1: Awesome. Teachtraffic.com. Go check it out, guys. And we'll have links in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode one six four one hundred sixty four. 164. Alana, thanks for joining me on the show.
0: Thank you so much, Ben. It was awesome to be here.
1: All right. And big thanks again to Alana for joining me on this show. Once again, you can find links to teachtraffic.com, which you probably don't need a link to that. Just type that in but everything else that Alana's got going on as well and links that we mentioned in this show at the show notes on engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 164. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I hope you've got value out of this. And as always, if you have got value, please share this episode with someone who else would find value from this. And of course, if you have found value in this podcast, whether it be this episode or any previous episodes and you haven't yet left a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, I would seriously appreciate you taking a couple of moments to do that right now. In fact, here is a recent review that was left five star review and the review was titled Incredible Insight. And they wrote, having found this podcast just a few weeks ago, it has been my go to resource for myself and my team. Great guests, good pace and fantastic insight into how to grow your engagement through video that is what this is all about thank you so much for that review and if you leave a review i would love to be able to read your review out live on the show here as well appreciate you for listening to this podcast and listening all the way to the end i'll be back with you next week with another episode of the engage video marketing podcast wherever you are in the world right now i hope you're safe well and that business is going strong for you until next time i'm ben amos from engage video marketing catch you next week